And we are back with Season 5 of SEC Tavern Talk. I cannot believe it's been five years already. My goodness, where does the time go? Joining me today, I've got my co-hosts, the Fab Three, Rob McNew. What's going on, Rob? Oh, man. I'm so glad football's here. That's all I can say. And Wes, I don't have a ponytail anymore. Mewborn, what's going on, Wes? (laughs) Roll tight and go Blazers, brothers. Oh yeah, yeah. He's 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 rubbing his head. You can't see that. That's either. right. You you don't do the video. We don't do the video anymore. Yeah, those were the YouTube days from season one, which was fun. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, since I recorded my kitchen now, I don't really want to do that anymore. So, but anyway, it's a new season in college football, and the AP rankings just came out last week, I believe, and. Week zero starts this week, so we're just going to talk about what we think is going to happen this year uh, in the SEC. Uh, might do some way too early college football playoff rankings, maybe. I don't know. We might cross that bridge if we if we come to it, but honestly, it doesn't really matter right now. Uh, it's gonna be, Bama will be there, and the other three, I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> Are you sure uh, it's not a rebuilding year again for them? Yeah, no, it's just last year. This year is all systems go. The only Nick Saban coached Alabama team can say that they were on a rebuilding year when they won the conference and went to the national championship. Correct. Yeah. Well, no, anyone can claim it just like he does. <laughs> <That's not true. laughs> but I digress. Let's continue. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay, so let's just start off with the AP. The AP poll came out. This past week on the 15th, they've got Alabama 1, Ohio State 2, number 3, Georgia, number 4, Clemson. So right out of the gate, they're thinking Clemson's going to make a comeback and enter into that college football playoff world. And then they've got Notre Dame at number 5 with a first-year head coach. I don't see that happening. Um, Number 6, Texas A&M. Number 7, Utah. Number 8, Michigan. Number 9, Oklahoma. And rounding out the top 10, we've got Baylor. Two Big 12 teams. Hmm, Interesting. All right, and then we got number 11, Oregon, number 12, Oklahoma State, number 13, NC State, number 14, USC, number 15, Michigan State, 16, Miami, 17, Pittsburgh, number 18, Wisconsin, number 19, Woo Pig Suey, Arkansas, number 20, Kentucky, number 21, Old Miss, number 22, Wake Forest, number 23, Cincinnati, 24, we got Houston, and rounding out the top 25, we've got BYU. And just outside of the top 25, the highest vote getter is the Tennessee Ugly Neon Orange Volunteers. And then Texas is right after them. Why do people keep voting for Texas? Like, seriously, just stop. Just stop. Because Texas is back, baby. (laughs) Just stop. Get some help. (laughs) Yes. And then a couple of teams down, you've got LSU. How many games did they win last year? And people were 55 people said they're going to be in the top 25. Mm, not this year. Sorry. <laughs> They've got some dudes, but it's going to take some time with Mr. Fake Accent Brian Kelly. <laughs> and and Auburn got some votes. Were they all in Auburn that made the, that voted for that? I don't know. Yeah, they're tied with Mississippi State with 15. Mm-hmm. I got a quick question for y'all. What's that? Coaches poll. Who do we think is the one person that voted for Texas? <laughs> oh, it was Nick Saban. Oh, I said that, and somebody over here said no. There's only one guy that would troll anybody, and it's Nick Saban. Like, yeah. he, he, 
He is the Donald Trump of college football. Are we sure Lincoln Riley doesn't have a vote in the coaches poll? <laughs> a little parting uh, shot before he starts with USC. Possibly. <laughs> I know that I know that Sark doesn't have a vote, so he he didn't vote for his own team. Nah, he uh, wouldn't. Yeah. So cool. No uh, what about that top twenty-five sticks out as a WTF team? <laughs> well, here here's my biggest issue right now. Okay. I realize that Ohio State has a ridiculously good offense, but we're putting them at number two when they had an atrocious defense last year. Mm-hmm. They hire a new coach, and all of a sudden, their problems at defense are magically fixed. I'm sorry, I don't see that happening. I'm not saying they won't be a good team, but you can't just make up that all that ground in one offseason by hiring another coach. It, it doesn't work that way. So to put them at two right now, to me, is a little bit ridiculous. I would still have them in the top ten, obviously, and maybe even like five or six. But to put them at two, to me, is a little bit – it's not surprising given the fact that the media loves Ohio State, but it's just – to me, it's just ill-placed. I don't know. What do y'all think? Yeah, that one's definitely way out of line. And I'll say this. I mean, I I think Texas A&M is overrated. I'm sorry. Yes, they have – the greatest recruiting classes in history of college football, but those guys are all freshmen. <laughs> this yep. is the same team that won eight games last year. Yep. It, I'm sorry, they're not number six in the nation yet, and I, I don't care how good your recruiting class is. But half those kids won't set foot on the field. Like, I'm sorry, it's just not going to happen. At least not in the first half of the season. And so, and can we please all agree that Notre Dame is way too freaking high? Nah. A first-year head coach. Why are they sitting at number five? Now, Notre Dame's one where they can be as high as people want them to in the preseason so that at the end they have that much further to fall. Yeah. <laughs> yep. But see, if we start them where they should be, they'll never be in the playoff conversation to begin, you know, at all. So it's like they, they got it. They're the media darling. They've got to throw them in there. Well, they've got a – the NCAA has a contract with NBC, you know, to put them that high so they can have ratings. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> it's, it's all about money. They ranked high, so they get ratings. They get ratings, so they rank them higher. It's it's a nice little cycle. The more people yeah. they piss off, the more better ratings they get. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Keep the oh, message what you, going. What do y'all think about Clemson? Because I have mixed feelings about that. Pit, that. I don't. Th- I don't think it's a bad pick to say that they're going to come back because. I mean, it's still Clemson, man. And it's like they have proven themselves time and time again. It's just like. To, to me, I give them more prudence for the top four right now than Ohio State just because I think that their defense is outstanding, just like it was last year. Everybody wants to knock their team last year. Their defense had, did not have the problem, yeah. it was their offense. But I don't think their offense was that bad. I think it was just mismanaged and they had a lot of issues that they needed to work out so if they can work those out this year i think the talent is there i think dj is a better quarterback than people give him credit and then ukulele (laughs) i'm not even gonna say his last name because everyone says it different differently and then whoever what's his name behind him kate kubik you know sounds right you know whatever I, i i think that they've got enough pieces to be dangerous if things come together. I'm not sure that Ohio State has the defense to be 
the number two team in the country for preseason. So I would give Clemson more credit in the top four right now than I would Ohio State. Um, well, also with Clemson, you're, you're talking about a team that since playing for the national title after the 2019 season, they went to the 2020 playoffs and they still won 10 games last year. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's not like they just completely dropped off this based on their body of work so far actually reminds me a little bit of uh, Alabama in 2010, right? They'd gone undefeated in the regular season, lost uh, in t- 2008 to Florida, eventual national champion. They won the national title in 2009, and then they stumbled, lost three games, and were eliminated from contention. But then they turned around and came right back. So while it's kind of weird to see a team jump up 10 spots from where they ended up last year to, to being where they are, at the same time, this is Clemson. They're right up there with Bama as uh, you know mainstays in the college football playoffs. So I wouldn't be surprised at all to see them in the top four at the end of the season. I think it makes perfect sense to have them right here at this time. Plus, they're in the ACC. Who in the ACC is going to knock them off? Wake Forest, North Carolina, Virginia Tech, Bueller. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's just it, it is what it is. They're still the king of the conference. You win your conference, you've got a leg up on the competition getting into the final four. So they don't have anybody. The next highest ranking in the ACC is number 16, Miami. So, yeah, like, even the AP knows that Clemson has a, a cakewalk to get there. So. Miami is the Texas of the ACC. They're always back until the season starts. Now, it, does Clemson have to play Pitt in the regular season? Ooh, no. That I don't know. That's one team that I can see challenging them. I don't know how good they're going to be this year. They lost their quarterback, but they did get – who did they get? Slovis is there they got in the portal. Yeah. So, so I mean okay. – They don't play Pitt. They play Wake Forest, which is number 22. Um, NC State is uh, ranked 13. Okay, I guess that is a higher – closer. But anyway, and then they've got the quote-unquote number five, uh, Notre Dame. and uh, It won't be number five by then. Yeah, and then exactly, <laughs> and because that's on the fifth of November, uh, Guy Fox Day, and they've got Miami too. So doesn't Notre Dame start with Ohio State in the shoe? I, I think they do. Yes, they do. They do. That's, yeah. I don't care. Like even with Ohio State's defensive problems, their offense will beat Notre Dame. <laughs> well, like, and, and let's be honest, as as you talk about Ohio State shouldn't be ranked number two, and Notre Dame shouldn't be ranked number five after that game based on everything else that we'll see the first week of the season, is it really that much of a stretch to, to think that Ohio State, if they were outside the top five, beating Notre Dame wouldn't put them in the top two or three? Sure, but I'm not for presumptuous, you know. Like, Bro, it's a preseason know. poll. Everything is presumptuous. Fair. <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, I don't think just because you think that they'll beat them you know, no, I know. I'm just trying to to, to keep that in that's view, fair. I guess. Okay, get this. I'm just looking at uh, Notre Dame's first six games. They could conceivably start out the season one and five. <laughs> they've got Ohio State, then Marshall. That's a win. Uh, and then they've got Cal, North Carolina, BYU, and Stanford. Like, <laughs> and this- Well, also, that's at Ohio State, at North Carolina, and BYU in Nevada. Yep. That's brutal. Hey, we are Marshall. Come on. (laughs) Oh, and six. Oh, and six. (laughs) Dude, you know how happy I would be if they went oh and six to start? That would make me so incredibly happy. (laughs) Chef's kiss. 
Absolutely. Like, I don't even want to, like, Tennessee going 0-6 would not give me as much pleasure as Notre Dame going 0-6. I can see that. But they're not he, heretics, but yeah. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> Here's my take on the, on the AP, right? You, you talk about Texas A&M only winning eight games last year. They're number six in the country preseason. How about USC? They lost eight games last year. Lost. Yeah. They went four and eight, fired their head coach. Now they got Lincoln Riley, who's no slouch, but he hasn't shown that he can turn a team around that fast. I mean, I would be not surprised at all for a six win, maybe seven after a bowl game season, but top 15 preseason, that's yeah. that's the biggest egregious error well, uh, on, on this whole ranking. Right over Michigan first State, all, Wisconsin, Arkansas, Ole Miss. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's – no, that's well, ridiculous. First of all, USC is another media darling. They had history, so they're going to put them there. Second, Lincoln Riley is this big hype guy. And then third, they won the transfer portal. So let's throw them up there. You know, it's like, who freaking cares? We, I'm, I'm blown, right there with you. There's more blown, presumption, right? But, I mean, they've blown the transfer portal up so much. Like, oh, if you win the transfer portal, oh, you, you got it. It's like, no, you still have to recruit. <laughs> you still have to coach. There's there's still a – Saban recruits, he gets transfer portal players, but then he gets in there and he coaches the entire thing, entire team that he gets. You, you can't just have the Jimmys and the Joes. You've got to have the X's and the O's with the Jimmys and the Joes. Yep. You've got to be able to develop the players. you got to be able – that's one thing about Lincoln Riley I've nev, never been impressed with is his development of players. I know that was, you know, what they'd say about Kirby, but clearly he can because he has. It just took him some time to, to build the program. But, I mean, Lincoln Riley has had a great offense, but his defense has sucked at Oklahoma. So, I mean, like <laughs> – I mean, to be fair, though, they don't have to play Oregon, but week two is at Stanford. I can easily see that as a loss. Yeah. Um, they go to Utah in mid-October, and then right after that uh, to Arizona, and then finish with California, Colorado, UCLA, and Notre Dame. I can see them losing two or three games down the stretch. Easy. Maybe Arizona, but yeah. Probably, and, and maybe Colorado. But I, I can easily see them the second half of the season if they don't come out a tight, well-oiled machine, the wheels fall off and they lose four or five games down the stretch. Boom, boom, boom. Even Absolutely. to Notre Dame. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I, that's that's nuts for them to be that stinking high. I like that they threw Kentucky on there at number 20. I like Kentucky there. I like Arkansas there. I think Arkansas yeah. is in a good yes. spot. They had some really solid wins last year, and they've got some clear momentum coming into this season. I, I'm, I'm liking them. I think they can finish in the top 15, if not the top 10, depending on how nice. things shake out. Yeah, I'll be honest. I, I think Kentucky is – I think that is a good placement for them. But I think Arkansas is a little low. Not extremely, but, I mean, I would probably put them – you got Miami at 16. Why? Like, just throw Arkansas there. You know what I mean? Like, right behind Michigan State or, you know, drop USC. Like – some of these teams that are up there, I'm like, why are they above Arkansas? You know what I mean? Like, it's not yeah, that I'm saying Arkansas should be in the top 10 to start with. I don't necessarily think that. I think they could make it there, obviously. But I wouldn't start them in the top 10. But I would I would have Pitt above Arkansas to start the season just based on where they finish. That's fair. Wisconsin, I'm fine with that. Michigan State, even NC State, potentially. But, like, 
Miami, why? <laughs> USC, there's no reason to start either one of them. Above. So at the very least, Arkansas should be 17. Well, and with that, think about this. Week one, Cincinnati at home. It's going to be a ranked game, a game with two ranked teams. It's going to be televised. It's going to be nice mid-afternoon kickoff. It's going to get a lot of eyeballs. And when mm-hmm. Arkansas comes out and dumps the Bearcats because they lost a ton after last mm-hmm. season, including Desmond mm-hmm. Ritter. And then they follow that up with South Carolina and Missouri State coming home. And then Texas A&M at Arlington, which pretty sure they did okay last year against them. Yep. So you're talking one, two, three, four, potentially four and oh going into Alabama. Mm-hmm. I mean, well, and- t- tell me they're not in the top 15, if not knocking on the door of the top 10 by the time. Alabama comes to town. And JB, how many games did Arkansas lose by like single digits or like even five points or something? They oh, they had a lot of like really close games that came down to the wire. Uh, we only lost four games last year, so uh, yeah. But I mean, like some of them were either single digits or they were like you know one or two plays here made the difference. You know, I, I, I think they all Georgia. Were. That's what Georgia, I yeah, except Georgia thumped them. Yeah, Georgia was thirty-seven nothing. They lost by a point to Ole Miss. Auburn was a couple touchdowns. It was thirty-eight to twenty-three. But that Alabama, game was closer than the score showed. Uh, that's true. That's true. And Alabama at Bryant Denny was only a touchdown, forty-two to thirty-five. Yeah, and that was at Bryant Denny. So I mean, yeah. like, you, you you take those that that's what I'm saying is you take that in consideration. Like one or two things goes different. Arkansas could be a 10-11 win team, you know, I mean, like, oh, yeah. that's, that's what's crazy. And that's that's the thing about the West. Like, you didn't see – you know, Texas A&M goes and upsets and gets a fluke win over Alabama and then lose Mississippi State. Like, who saw that coming? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But that's how crazy the West is. That's, that's mm-hmm. the SEC in general, but even more so the West. Um, yeah, and last year Arkansas started that 4-0 stretch, including the Texas A&M win, but then had to go on the road to Athens. Mm-hmm. This year – they start off with that four-game stretch, very winnable games, and Alabama's coming to Fayetteville. Mm-hmm. I think that's going to be the difference. And depending on how that team looks, depending on how Alabama looks, because you know there's some question marks there coming out after last season. But I think that's going to be—it's going to be definitely closer than 37 to nothing. That's for Dagum, sure. If <laughs> Arkansas can attack, not the safeties, but the corners mm-hmm. of Bama. Who knows? They've got some weaknesses right now. Saban's got to sure up those, and his assistants have got to sure up the corner position. That's where Alabama was lacking last year. And yeah. I'm not saying that you know they, they won't fix those things, but I'm just saying like as of now, that's the area of concern in the secondary. Sure. And then you know, will Alabama's offensive line be better? You know, th- those kind of things. And Arkansas certainly has a good defense. So if they get a push on Alabama's offensive line, you know, we, there's things we don't know, obviously. So it's just that that's the thing is it's hard to know how all that's going to shake out. But I like that that positioning for Arkansas, though. I, I think it, even though it might be a little low, they're positioned well for a nice rise. Yeah. And it'll be interesting to see how they handle that success because I, I think it's coming. I, I think the success will be there. It's just how they – how they digest that rat poison, right? <laughs> Especially if Texas A&M is still ranked number six when they play in Arlington, because then you could see basically be like a number six versus probably at that point a number 13, 14 team. Yeah. And I think with that win, 
you know, if we win that game, that we'll definitely be in the top ten. And so, yeah, sure. it, it's it's shaping up. Since we're talking about Arkansas's position, let's just go over the whole SEC. Wes, what would be your rankings, top to bottom, one through fourteen? Oh my gosh! I see. I kept going back and forth on this. I don't know that I could put like in order one to fourteen with these teams. I I think I would take them in tiers, right? Yeah, so I, I, exactly. Because like Alabama, Georgia, quite frankly, I mean, you could say Alabama's the defending SEC champ, but Georgia's the defending national champ, and they played each other twice. So I mean, I I think it's a toss up there. I I don't I don't think it matters who you have in that top spot. Coming from that though, I I think uh, some serious contenders. I think Arkansas has got to be in that mix. I, I think Texas A and M is on the bubble, but I'd probably put I'd probably put Arkansas and Kentucky. And then with Texas A&M kind of coming in after that, so that'd be sort of a top five, if you will. I see some people putting Tennessee as a potential contender. I don't see it, not just because I'm biased against Tennessee. I am. Uh, I'll, I'll go ahead and say if I had to do one to fourteen, Tennessee is number fourteen. Actually, no, they'll be number fifteen. Their mascot would be number fourteen because <laughs> I love dogs and I feel like he's a hostage. We need to rescue him from that garbage truck worker convention up in Knoxville. <laughs> but um, no, in all seriousness, so you got Georgia, Alabama, you got uh, Arkansas, Kentucky, and Texas A&M coming in behind there. After that, I think it gets super muddy. I, I think LSU's still got some talent, but they've got a lot of unanswered questions. Mississippi State is super fun, but they haven't shown they can put it together with any consistency. I think Florida's got some nice pieces, but mm, not so much. Uh, even South Carolina showed some promise at times last year. And so they're kind of like the Mississippi State of the East. It's like if they can put it together, make a run, maybe they could do something. But I probably at the top of that group put Ole Miss. I have, I think I probably have more faith in Lane Kiffin than a lot of people do. I, mm-hmm. And um, you know what? I, I, I'm going to go ahead and put Ole Miss in that contender spot with uh, Kentucky, with Arkansas, and with A&M. I'm going to go ahead and put Ole Miss up in that spot there. And uh, after that, I, I think uh, as much as I hate to pick on little brother, I think Auburn, Missouri, and Vandy, and I'll go ahead and throw Tennessee down there too. I think there's just they've got they've got more question marks uh, than you'd like to have uh, this early in the season. They've got tough schedules. I just don't see. I mean, a bowl game would be a win for, for any of those teams. I think, except maybe Tennessee because they're crazy. All right, Rob. What say you? I agree with you on Alabama and Georgia. I would probably put Alabama above Georgia this year because of what we lost, but I still think it's pretty close between the two. This one's tough because, honestly, I mean, except for Vanderbilt, they're obviously 14. Like, (laughs) they're not winning anything. Sorry, Carpley. I'm going to put Arkansas probably at three right now. And then, let's see, I, I kind of flex A&M and Kentucky, mainly just because I don't know what to expect from A&M. They could do a lot or they could do a little. And the same with Kentucky. And then this one's tough. I have no faith in Florida this year. I think they're trash. I think they're going to be worse than last year, honestly. Yeah, they're they're not going to be good. they got a brand-new coach that – I'm not convinced can the, like Dan Mullen sucked at recruiting 
ready to develop players. From everything I'm hearing, that they've got the opposite now. A good recruiter that can't develop. Time will tell, but he's coming into a what, JB? What you thinking? No, I was just I was just saying like you've got a good recruiter who can't develop, but he just inherited a bunch of crappy players from a back recruiter, so his recruiting <laughs> skills are not to play at all right now. So it's a perfect storm for them. So I'm I'm agreeing with you. <laughs> right. So that's what I'm saying. I was like he yes he's putting together a decent class, but. It's funny, all the uh, Florida fans are getting high and mighty because they got four or four stars recently, but so they, they just cracked the top ten. Congratulations. So far, you got a Dan Mullen class. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that's the thing for me. And so, like, to expect that they're going to be better than last year is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. I think they're going to be slightly worse than last year because they're whole, learning a whole new system. And you have, yeah, you've got a class in, but it's Dan Mullen's class that's coming in this year. The 22 class is his class. I don't see them doing well. I would probably put them, let's see, it's, it's, it's tough because I could really see Shane Beamer doing some things this year. And to me, South Carolina is the most intriguing team this year because I could see them struggling this year, but I could also see them like potentially finishing third or fourth in the East. Like it just really depends on if things go their way. But I would put, see, I don't have any faith in Auburn either. So this is why, and it's not because of my disdain for them. I just, I don't think that their coach is going to do anything. I don't think Harson is the guy to, fill that space. I think LSU will have an interesting an interesting year. Um, got a guy down there doing fake accents and dancing with recruits he doesn't even get. And so it's 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 funny. It's entertaining, but like we'll see what he does, you know. We got a lot of you know, we got some first year coaches and so I definitely put Ole Miss up there as well. I think I would put them next. Then probably I got to put Tennessee right behind Ole Miss. I think that Tennessee's one of those that they may have one of the top offenses in the country, but they have a worse defense than Ohio State. Like, that thing is terrible. (laughs) So while they will put up a lot of offensive numbers, and Hayden Hooker might even put up Heisman-level stats, but that defense ain't going to stop anybody. So, I see them kind of being right in the middle um, with the potential of possibly scoring enough to beat some teams and get lucky and and compete for a top spot. But I, I just don't see them there. So, then I would put – I'll go South Carolina next, LSU, probably Mississippi State, and then Auburn, Florida, Missouri, Vanderbilt. Yeah, I, I think I'm with – Wes on the top, obviously the, I got the top two, Alabama, Georgia, and I got the second tier of the same teams. I've got Arkansas at number three. I think we all pretty, pretty well picked Arkansas at three. I think they're the most proven team to get that spot. In my opinion. I mean, yeah. they, they've gotten better every year. Absolutely. Under, yeah. So 
And then we've got. And they still have most of their guys from last year. Yeah, I mean they yeah. they still they still got KJ, who's picked as like the number two quarterback in the, in the SEC. And um, they just got a piece from Alabama too. Tied yes, in, they, right? They did. And yeah. they got uh, Jaden Hazelwood from Oklahoma. So like, yeah, I know he didn't do much, but like that that you're you're saying someone didn't do much in the Oklahoma offense that was like like yeah whatever. I mean, take it for what it is, but I think he'll do some damage for Arkansas. Yeah, agreed. And then I see I'm in that same tier. I've got Ole Miss actually behind Arkansas because I've got a lot of faith in Lane Kiffin. I think this is just the tip of the iceberg. I think we're going to see Ole Miss come around to be, you know, right up there with the, some of those teams that uh, Hugh Freeze had, I think. And one, one thing I'll say to that real quick is the only reason I didn't put almost as high as y'all is their questions at quarterback. That's the one only reason. If they yeah. get that shirt up and they can find a guy that will run the team the way that the offense was running last year, then I'm all with y'all. That's I'm, the I'm, one. I'm with you on that. And the reason I put them higher is because Lane Kiffin is one of the better quarterback developers. Not the best, but one of the yeah. better ones. And he's the best play caller on game day. So whoever he develops and puts in that spot, he's going to call the plays that put him in the best uh, position for success. Absolutely. For sure. I'm, that's what I'm saying. Like, there's a strong chance that that will happen. And then y'all's pick will be right. But, I mean, I only had him, like, one or two below y'all. So, like, yeah, y- y'all know how hard it is to pick the SEC. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. This isn't an ACC where we can just, like, you know <laughs> – Phone it in and just <laughs> – it takes actual work here. Just think about this for a second, and, and Wes, you'll appreciate this. Look at the SEC West. I mean, they've all, they've always been – for the past several years, they've been considered the, the stronger division. But look at the coaches that we have right now, man. I mean, you've got Alabama, who's always going to be there, and Arkansas has been up on the rise. LSU, they say what you want, will about Brian Kelly. I mean, he's won ten games every year at Notre Dame for a reason, and he's taken over an LSU program who could just—you don't have to do any work to get five-star recruits at LSU. Period. And Lane Kiffin and and the fat little girlfriends—I can't think of his name, Mike Leach. Mike Leach. <laughs> two coaches who have had success in the past. And then the and of course A and M has got the you know, number one recruiting class in the history of college football, national championship winning coach, and then the only weak link is Auburn. Like it's just like it's stacked, man. Like that's why it's so hard to pick with that second tier. LSU could be great, they could be mediocre, but they're not going to be bad. I promise you that. I mean, last year is probably the worst. <laughs> We've seen from them in a long time, and would they win six games? Maybe I can't yeah. remember. Yeah, I mean they had a decent season; it wasn't terrible. So I think uh, probably after say Ole Miss and then Texas A&M, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll put them there, and then Kentucky, and then that rounds out that second tier. After that, I started to put Tennessee at number seven, but then I looked at their schedule; they've got to play at Pitt in game two. And they've got LSU in Death Valley. <laughs> and, of course, they got Bama like they do every year. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've got to go to Athens, and they're going to get the brain smashed in that game. 
Uh, I think Kentucky beats them. I think I think South Carolina probably beat. They have to go to South Carolina. So, man, I'm going to push Tennessee down, and I'm going to say the boys in Starkville, coached by Mr. Mike Leach. I know that's that's uh, Wes's boy there. Um, yes, sir. I'm, I'm, I'm going to say Mississippi State's number seven, and then I'll go LSU at nine – or, sorry, eight, and then I will probably put Tennessee there. And Tennessee, South Carolina – I think South Carolina will probably beat Tennessee, but Tennessee might have a better season. And then, you know, the bottom four, take your pick. I, these these teams are, are going to be terrible. I'm, Florida, I'll, I will probably say Florida and then Auburn and then Mizzou and then a big pile of crap and then Dandy. That's kind of where I would list everything. Anchor down along with the rest of you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but they got an anchor for sure. Anchor, <laughs> anchor all the way down to the pit of the SEC. Oh my goodness! So yeah, yeah you they, you're talking about Tennessee's uh, schedule. Looking at their non-conference schedule, aside from Pittsburgh, it's Ball State, Akron, and UT Martin. I would mm-hmm. love for them to have a three-win team. <laughs> Can you imagine all of that, and then to lose to Vandy last game of the season? To go yes. three and nine. Oh, that'd be so beautiful. Oh, man. So you're talking about with the West. I mean, you could legitimately have three or four teams in the West go four and four in the conference and still finish eight and four overall mm-hmm. because they're beating up on each other. And mm-hmm. I, I really think you could. Definitely. Just Except it. Auburn. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know, man. Somehow. They'll find a way to steal a win against Arkansas again, maybe. And, and that just ticks me off. The last two years, it's just – Yeah. I'm sick so that's, that's how I feel when picking, like, Kentucky and South Carolina against Tennessee. It always pisses me off because it makes sense on paper that both of them will beat Tennessee and then Tennessee gets lucky. And I'm just like, mm-hmm. why do you let me down? <laughs> Your starting, starting team is tradition. It's like, oh, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. but now, I'm, I'm with y'all. I think Shane Beamer is uh, is one to watch in the East. Did, okay, just real quick. Did y'all watch his SEC Media Days entrance? I, I'll be honest. I didn't see any of the SEC Media Days except for Mike Leach's opening statement. <laughs> I, <laughs> yeah, but no, Beamer comes in there like, I don't remember what song he was coming into, but it was like, he was decked out. He was, he was like coming in to a rap song and just like, he was getting in character. Like, it was just like, dude, I'm feeling you. <laughs> like, Cause he, he's just got such a, he's just, he seems like such a, a real guy, like a, an honest, just, I'm going to be me and just nice. Like, I don't know. He just seems like a good dude that you want to yeah. root for. And uh, when he came in like that, I, I'm trying to remember what song it was, but it, 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 Oh wait, no, that was Joe <laughs> <laughs> No, not quite that. But uh, <laughs> I'll have to see if I can find it. I thought I sent it to the uh, chat a while back, but no, it was it was really funny, and it just made me real, like appreciate who he is and like the fact that. You know, a lot of these guys are all business and can't have any fun. 
and then some are having too much fun and not enough business. And he's just kind of like, I feel like a good balance mm-hmm. of just like the thing he said last year about Georgia after they lost, or he's like, uh, was there any special game plan? Well, they have like a hundred five stars on their defense. <laughs> I don't know <laughs> Georgia. It's like, <laughs> and I'm just dying laughing, but he's dead serious. Like, yeah. He's not making a joke, but like, just I don't know. It, it, I like Beamer. He went and pulled a guy that was in a bad situation in Oklahoma, and he's already, you know, running the system, and uh, that being rather. And I'm interested to see how if he can make a comeback and actually do well as the athlete that he is. But, uh, yeah. So, I don't know. I'm interested to see how Sacramento does. I think that they're going to be better than people. a lot of people think this year. And I think I think they're going to get a game or two upset that a lot of people don't think is going to happen. So, we'll see. See what happens. Well, cool. Uh, I'm anxious to see how all this turns out at the end of the year. <laughs> I would love to see South Carolina make some make a splash over there. This Have them be the Kentucky from last year. Yeah, that would be cool. But we can all agree that Vandy and Mizzou and Auburn and Florida are terrible. So that's what matters. That's fair. Uh, so beyond that, it's a crapshoot. So we've got some games coming up this weekend. And okay, how we. Vandy is playing in week zero this year, and that just makes me laugh. Like how just hey man, they've, already, they've already won the season, man. They <laughs> are taking a Hawaiian vacation. That's true. They are win uh, or lose, they win. That, that's, <laughs> they did. That, that's exactly right. I mean, they, the kids get to go to Hawaii, and good for them. That's their reward for being smart. There you and, go. And getting our GPAs and graduation graduation rates up. Uh, graduation? I can't do it. Say rivalry for me. Rivalry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. All right. So first game that – okay, none of these games matter, but we're just going to pick like some of the bigger, quote-unquote, bigger games of the, of the weekend. Um, we've got Nebraska versus Northwestern, and that game is played in Dublin, Ireland. So no home field advantage there. <laughs> um, let's see. Nebraska is a 13-point favorite. And Rob, who you got on that one? Shoot, I can't even find the game. Talk about it here. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh I was looking at it on ESPN. I'll just talk while Rob's looking. And uh, it shows the matchup and the last five games for each team. And for both of them, they are 0-5. They lost <laughs> to the likes of uh, Illinois, <laughs> uh, Purdue. There's poor people. But they get a vacation to start the season. Yeah, right. That'd be fun. <laughs> what you've always wanted to do if you grew up being a Nebraska Corn Huskers fan. I want to go to Ireland. <laughs> oh man! Um, <laughs> Did you find it yet, Rob? Or do I yeah, need to keep yeah. going? 
I got it. That, that's an that's an expensive week zero game right there, man. I think so. Jeez. Oh, um, I'm going to take Nebraska. I'm going to give this one to, to Scott Frost while he's still got a job. Um, <laughs> you mean national championship winning Scott Frost? <laughs> yeah, something like that. I don't know. I I don't really know too much about how, how either of these teams are going to play, but as far as the whole season goes, but I'll, I'll give them the benefit of the doubt in this one. I'll take Nebraska. Wes, what about you? Yeah, I'm I'm kind of taking Nebraska here. Um, we're not doing against the spread. We can. We're just picking winners. We can pick against the spread. I'll give them the spread too. I I think uh, Frost has something to prove. I think this will be a good opportunity for a conference game, week zero. Nobody's expecting much. They're they're not even in the country. <laughs> but if he can come out and get a get a strong two, maybe even a three touchdown win. I think it's a statement coming back home, some momentum to build off of. Why is Notre Dame not playing in Ireland? That's all I got. That's what I want to know. That's how it started. Like the very first one was Notre Dame and I think Navy playing in Ireland. That's true. Yeah, that that would see that makes sense. Uh, yeah, I'm going. <laughs> both of their logos are ends, so I'm going to take the red ends over the purple ends. There you go. Uh, <laughs> Nebraska over Northwestern um, because they're corn-fed boys over there in Nebraska. Yeah, and I'll take I'll take the points too. So next game we've got at 3 p.m. in SEC time, even though it's 4 p.m. and uh, over there in future world of of uh, Rob's place, uh, we've got the Cowboys of Wyoming playing the I think they're the Cowboys. <laughs> I'm just guessing. Yes, they are. <laughs> I'm assuming. That would make sense, right? The the Cowboys of Wyoming versus the Illinois Illini. And Illinois is a 10-point favorite, and that is a home game for them. Rob, who you got this game in Champaign, Illinois? Good grief. I don't even know. Um I'll take Illinois, but I'll say that Wyoming covers the spread. Gotcha. Wes? Now, nah, this is uh, – Brett Bielema is still at uh, Illinois, right? Mm-hmm. He's he, He's gone home. I, I think he's, he's going to build off of uh, a little bit of momentum from last year. I mean, mm-hmm. it's it's something. He, he won a few games. So, uh, I, I think they're going to win. I, I think it's going to be not a statement game. But it's going to be a good opportunity to develop some depth, and I think they they win by double digits. So I'll say like a thirteen point win. Good old Bert, right, JB? <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, Bert is actually. I mean, he's a good Big Ten coach. Yep. <laughs> that's what that's what I'll say. Like nice qualifier. <laughs> and he's proven. I mean, they they went five and seven last year in his first season, and this is after coming off a uh, two and six season from. From the previous year, yep. so it's. I, I think if anybody can do it, can turn that program around into something that's you know commendable at all. <laughs> I'm thinking of the best word for that. Back to the Ron Zook days, I guess. <laughs> is, that the, is that the last good coach, decent coach they had? Yeah, I think I think Illinois has got this, and I and I'll give it to them in double digits as well. 
I think they have the potential to make some kind of splash in the Big Ten. And like I said, I think I think Bielema is built for the Big Ten. So he'll do all right. And I'm not even going to talk about the Florida State game. Who are they playing? It doesn't matter. They're probably going to lose. Um, <laughs> they're playing a team I've never even heard of, and they're still probably going to lose. Um, Who was it they lost to last year at the beginning of the year? They lost to Jacksonville State. Yeah. Yes, go Cox. Gamecocks from the FCS, Jacksonville, Alabama. Uh, I actually have some friends that went to Jacksonville State. So that's what was Same. Very, very they were super happy last year. <laughs> yeah. Of course. What, yeah. and, and was it um, the year before or maybe two years before that, they almost lost to Samford? Yep. Mm-hmm. Like like Samford Bulldog, like not even D two or whatever. Like Samford Bulldog, it's just insane. Yeah, they they do poorly against Alabama teams, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. Don't even try to put them up against somebody like Troy or. Uh, oh, it's yeah. over. That'd be ugly. USA. <laughs> yeah, or uh, oh, UAB. There you go. So uh, losing to Samford in basketball is one thing. Losing to Samford in football, no. Exactly. Uh, next game, we've got Nevada versus New Mexico State. You know, probably the biggest game of the week. <laughs> uh, we know all about both say. of those teams, don't we? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we know all about those teams, don't we? We sure do. <laughs> we know all about them. Because uh, yeah, none of these other ones look any good at all. I mean, FAU and Charlotte, I, mean, I don't care. Um, let's just – let's go – Nevada is a nine-point favorite in the game at New Mexico State. Uh, Rob, who you got in this one? Uh, I'll take Nevada. Um, I don't know. I feel like they'll cover the nine-point spread, but just barely. Uh, Wesley? My biggest Nevada memory was – I think it was a Thanksgiving – or the Friday after Thanksgiving um, against Boise State that mm-hmm. uh, effectively ended uh, Boise's reign as the BCS darling. Mm-hmm. And I don't really know anything that Nevada's done of note since then. Maybe some guy named Kaepernick w- was there for a period of time, but who who remembers that? Uh, New Mexico, on the other hand, is a reliable cream puff to beat up on with week two or three to, to get ready for the conference. Uh, schedule in earnest. Uh, and with that in mind, I think I'm going to have to go with Nevada, probably with the points as well. I, I think New Mexico, I don't, I don't know that they really know what football is. They just have a team so that they can get some extra revenue. Yeah, they're 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 an independent as well. So it's like they, they just threw a team together and said – Not even a conference wants them. Yeah, well, just, you have to, exactly. You have to be invited. Nobody wants them, so there you go. Uh, and then you said I hadn't. That's that's my only memory in Nevada too, other than you know the the basketball team that Eric Musselman coached and yep. took to, took to the Elite Eight. Uh, glad we got him. Uh, so yeah, I, I'm going to go with Nevada as well because who is New Mexico State? Um, and I and I'll take the points on that as well. Now, the real game of the week. Those. <laughs> <laughs> hey, 
it's it's so important they put this at 9:30 central 10:30 eastern for uh for actually Vandy is central so Vandy time it's 9:30 but it's in Hawaii so it's like I don't know yesterday over there um <laughs> Not quite Australia. <laughs> they're they're five hours behind Central Time. Yeah, I knew it was. Uh, yeah. So I if knew. it's nine thirty here, it's a four thirty kickoff local time. So we're gonna be sitting there chilling, ready for bed, and the sun's still gonna be shining when the game is done. <laughs> oh, like I say, Vanderbilt, win or lose, they have already won that week. Yeah, they're actually a six and a half point favorite to play the the Fighting Rainbows of Hawaii. Is that what they are? Rainbow Rainbow Warriors or something? Yeah, ridiculous. Hawaii LGBT Warriors. <laughs> Wait, edit, edit, edit. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, okay, yeah. So, Rob, who you got in this game? Not Vanderbilt. I'm picking Hawaii. Nice. Um, so here's the funny thing about this. Vanderbilt is a six and a half point favorite, but the matchup predictor on yep. this end has Hawaii 72%. Ooh. So I'm going to take Hawaii outright. I think Vanderbilt is just awful. Like, there's they they used to have some redeeming qualities. Not anymore. Like, they used to have some bright spots. But, like, I had the last couple of years, like, they, they fired their coach and hired Clark Lee, and he's been even worse than the – I don't even remember who the last coach was at this point because they've been Derek, so bad. Derek Mason. Yeah, Derek Mason. Like, I don't even, I couldn't even remember him because he's over at Auburn now. and Or is he still there? I don't know. Who – Whatever. But <laughs> <laughs> who knows what's going on in Auburn? Harson's <laughs> <laughs> a dumpster fire, so you know. But, uh, <laughs> so I Clark Lee's even worse. You know, I mean so I I have no hope for Vanderbilt, like none whatsoever. And it sucks because they're in the SEC and they're great for baseball, but yeah, I, I can't I no. Give me Hawaii uh, by a touchdown. Man, Vandy pulled out some doozies for their non-conference schedule this year. They've got Wake Forest, who's no slouch, uh, in week three. And then they've got NIU, who's had some decent teams. And then they get to play in Hawaii. So, yeah, I'm, good for them. Good for them. Uh, probably going to go 0-4 in those games, but, you know, good for them. Um, yeah. Actually, no, that might be Elon because it's not Elon Musk. That's another Elon. Um, yeah. <laughs> I will take Hawaii in this game because I have, like like the two of you, I have zero faith in Vandy. Let's just give it for the home team. Uh, Vandy's going to be jet lagged. They probably would have partied all night the night before. Uh, some luau where they got, I'm not going to say it, they got a necklace put on them. And I'm just kidding. It's Hawaii. They're going to have a good time. And that necklace is not the turnover chain. 
No, that necklace is not the. Hey, did they? That would be cool though. If, if Hawaii, anytime they got a turnover, they put a lay on them. Yeah. <laughs> the crowd's just throwing them down. Okay, so funny thing about about uh, Vandy and Hawaii. This is a home and home matchup, so uh, Hawaii will be coming to Nashville next year. But I have a, a friend who was in the military. He's from Nashville, and he was stationed in Hawaii. And I remember talking to him. He was like, man, I miss Nashville so much. I was like, why? <laughs> You're in Hawaii. <laughs> why do you miss Nashville? The music? <laughs> like, y'all don't have radios there? <laughs> right. The satellites, can they not find the islands? <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah, give me, give me Hawaii all day. And yeah, give me the six and a half points. It's, it's bandy. Sorry. Sorry. Parkley, like, it's just like they progressively get worse with their coaches. Like, cause James you know Franklin what? was great. <laughs> Bump you guys. I'm going with the favorite. Give me Vandy. Okay. Repping the SEC. Going to do what Bama couldn't do when we were a bad team that went down there in 2003. Was that, was that in the Mike Shula days? That was just before Mike Shula. That was uh, the other Mike. Actually, no, that was that Not was Shula's Bose. first season. Okay. Yeah, because uh, Debose left. We had Price, and then Price went to a strip club like a dummy and paid with the the campus credit card. So they're like, "No, you're gone." So after recruiting, after spring training, we were like Shula, and uh, we added Hawaii like at the end. We knew we weren't going to a bowl game, and we were just happy to be there. It was a crap team. It was a crap year. We were just happy to be in Hawaii, and it showed because it's like nobody showed up. So Vanderbilt, God love you. You're a crap team. You're happy to be there. By golly, you're going to show that your scholarship players are not just academic scholarships. You're going to get in there, show why you're a touchdown favorite. They're going to win it by a touchdown. Seven points. Mark it down. Nice. End of show. Yeah. Well, good. Uh, actually, I kind of hope you're right, just because it would be nice to see it. So, anyway, let the record show. Leach's first game in Mississippi State, I called beating defending national champions LSU, and y'all thought I was insane. <laughs> I'm riding that. This is it? Hey, you called it. So, it's on the record. It's on the record. I don't know. You should have looked back and and found that show so people could go back and listen to it. Just No, because that might invite people to look at the rest of LSU's season. <laughs> That's, yeah, true. But you we call can't that have win. that. Yeah. I, yeah. I called the win. That's it. Uh, well, cool. Uh, yeah, it's been, a, it's been a good show, but I think that'll, that's going to be the end of it. Uh, it's, um, I'm excited about a new season. I don't know about y'all. Uh, we've got yeah. we've got the three best teams in the SEC represented here, and I don't know if I've ever been able to say this before. <laughs> it just makes me so happy, <laughs> even though it is a rebuilding year for Georgia. Apparently, I, I gotta say this for JB. Yes, <laughs> I'll take it. I'll take it all day. Turn that thing jukebox on. <laughs> 
All it's right. going to be a good season, fellas. Looking forward to it. It's, yes, sir. Can't, can't wait. And we're still really, you know, two weeks away from real football. So, but anyway, it's here and we're happy. But till next time, everyone, thanks for joining us. But just remember, brothers, let your light shine before men so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father in heaven. And we'll see you in time.